Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you so much for spending time with me to study the Bible together. I believe that the truth of the Bible shall set us free, and we can learn important truth from heaven. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn about the Trinity, and the part of the Trinity is your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you, Father, for teaching us, and we want to receive your revelation. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to talk about how to walk and live in the Holy Spirit. Our God has three parts or three persons: separate person, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father sent the Holy Spirit to be in us, with us, and on us, to be our comforter, to be our counselor, and to be our helper and guide. In the previous lesson, we have learned that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. Remember this: the Holy Spirit is not just an energy, an object, or just an idea. He is God. He is the divine person, and it's so important to develop relationship with the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to communicate with Him, to fellowship with Him, and. To really work with Him, we have learned in many previous lesson that the Holy Spirit is a person because He has an intellect. He knows everything. He is a versatile God. He knows everything, and He can think, and He is very wise, and He has an intellect. He also has a will. He knows the will of the Father. He want to bring the will of the Father to us, and He want to reveal His will to us. The Holy Spirit also has emotions and feelings. People can grieve Him. People can make Him happy. Therefore, we need to associate with Him or fellowship with Him as a person, and we should try to please Him to make Him happy, so that He can help us. The Holy Spirit. Can also reveal the sin in the heart of people. He can convict people of their sins. I remember when I was a new believer, the Holy Spirit convicted me so many times that I was doing something wrong, and I repented as soon as I find out the truth from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can really convict the heart of the non-believer so that they will turn around. And give their life to Jesus Christ and be born again. The Holy Spirit also can help people who don't know God to be born again, to be spiritually born again. The Holy Spirit can remove the veil from their eyes so that they can see the light of the gospel, and they will see the love of Jesus Christ, so that they will repent, receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and become a born again. Person, to save somebody from sin and from the power of darkness, need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit is so wonderful. He can lead you. He can guide you, and sometimes he can prohibit you from doing something that will not produce any fruit or may even harm you. So many times, the Holy Spirit told me not to go there, not to do this, not to associate with these people. He told me not to appoint that person to teach because he gonna cause problem in the church. And many years later, I find out that that person. Was not sincere. I'm so glad that I listened to the leading of the Holy Spirit. He prohibited me to appoint somebody in the church, or he prohibited me to go somewhere. The Holy Spirit is wonderful guide, wonderful counselor, and he also manifests his supernatural power and ability through his people in the church. We call. That supernatural manifestation, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, His supernatural ability of teaching through somebody to be a teacher of the Word of God, He can manifest the supernatural ability of the words of knowledge, the words of wisdom, healing, and deliverance, tongues, prophecy, interpretation. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the supernatural ability to God's people. I myself, every time I preach the Word of God, I connect to the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, so that He can work through me to supernaturally preach and teach the Word of God. The Holy Spirit also gives life to the dead. He resurrected the dead. He is the one who resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, and one day, when Jesus comes back the second time, He will resurrect our body. The Holy Spirit gives life to our body, therefore He can heal our body. He can get rid of the dead problem in our body. He can get rid of the dead cells and dead situation in our body. I'm so glad. Last Sunday. A man came to New Hope International Church. He is about seventy something years old. He has not been able to sleep for more than ten years. He was so sad that he could not sleep. So Pastor Da invited him to come to church to receive the laying on of hand and the touch of the Holy Spirit. In fact, he could not understand what I preached because he speaks Chinese. The whole time when I preached, he did not understand me, but. When I lay hand on him, the Holy Spirit worked and ministered to him. After that day, he was able to sleep until 10 a.m. in the morning, every single day. Wow! The Holy Spirit gives life to our mortal body. The Holy Spirit can speak to you, talk to you, give witness to your heart, and He can listen to you. He knows everything in your heart. He can perceive what is going on in your life. He also can search and reveal the deep things and the secret things of God to us. He knows the will of the Father, the secret thing of the Father, and He can reveal those things to us. That's why it's so important that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We yield to Him. We honor Him. We surrender to Him and walk with Him 24/7. 
the Holy Spirit also can help us to pray. When we pray, we should hook up to the Holy Spirit, and He tell us what to say in our prayer language. And He can also pray through our mouth with the heavenly language according to the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful teacher, the best teacher of the Bible. He can help us to teach, and when we read the Bible. He can reveal the truth from the Bible to us, and He also can help us to understand more than what the preacher was talking about. He is the teacher of our life. He teaches the truth, and the truth shall set us free. He also testifies about Jesus Christ. Therefore, He is the one who helps us to know Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior, more and more. He testified that Jesus Christ is our Savior and Lord, and He helped us to also give testimony about the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is wonderful. This is why I would like to encourage all of you to really be filled with the Holy Spirit, walk in the Spirit, surrender to the Holy Spirit. He is our guide. He can guide us in everything we do. He can guide you in cooking, in repairing the car. He guides me in surgery. He guides me in leading the church. He guides you in traveling, in business, in parenting, in building family. He is the guide for every things in your life. You should depend on Him. You should surrender to Him, and you should listen to Him. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I would like to encourage all of you. To really listen to a series called "Spirit Let Living" from New Hope International Church, there are more than 20 sermon in there. Please listen at least once a year to develop the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Since I learned how to be led by the Holy Spirit, my life has never been the same way again. I really enjoy walking with God, and He. Guided me to the victory, to be at the right place at the right time, to meet the right people. He guided me not to make mistake. He is my comforter. He is my counselor. So anytime I have some questions, what to do with this patient, with this surgery, what to do in this situation, I don't have to answer myself. I'm limited. I'm a human being. I don't know everything. I can search in Google, but the best person and the ultimate person who knows everything, all the answer, and I can receive his words of counseling is the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to really be guided by the Holy Spirit, our counselor. But sometimes people can really offend the Holy Spirit. People can hurt or grieve the Holy Spirit. In many different ways, in this session, I would like to talk how people can hurt or really offend the Holy Spirit. The first thing that I want to talk about how people really grieve the Holy Spirit or offend the Holy Spirit is that people can insult Him. What does it mean? Insult. Insult means to do or to say something. That is offensive to someone. To do or say something that 
shows a lack of respect. For example, a lady may feel that a group of people have insulted her by repeatedly ignoring her questions. When you talk to somebody, keep talking, asking questions, and people just keep ignoring you, those people have insulted you. Or we can be greatly insulted by people rudeness. People can be rude to us, use the rude language or the body language. So rudeness is a way to insult people. Or you can be insulted when you say something and people don't care about your opinions. They ignore you and make you feel frustrated. People can do the same thing to the Holy Spirit. He is a person. Sometimes people can be rude to the Holy Spirit or people can ignore what the Holy Spirit tried to ask, tried to tell, or to lead, to guide. Or we may even ignore His opinion or His words to us. We have to be careful not to treat the Holy Spirit with no respect. We should honor Him and respect Him. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29 say, How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? The Bible is called the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace. He is the one who makes the grace of the Father to be real in our life. He manifests the grace of God to us. We need to depend on the grace of God in everything we do, in the life of service, in our work, business, raising children. Anything we do, we should depend on the grace of God. And the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the grace of God to us on this planet Earth. And sometimes people insult the spirit of grace. And the Bible says that this is a serious problem. It's a serious problem. When we insult the Holy Spirit, we treat Him with utter contempt. Or we become arrogant and put Him down with our attitudes, our actions, or our words. Why is insulting the Holy Spirit such a serious matter? Because insulting the Holy Spirit will result in losing His presence, His help. And we don't want to experience the lack of help of the Holy Spirit. We need His grace in everything we do. Every single minute in our life, we need the help and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we should not insult Him. So please honor the Holy Spirit. Please respect the Holy Spirit. Ask Him for His opinion, His idea, His truth, His will. When He talks to you, you show respect, you surrender, you submit to Him. You say, God, Father, I depend on Your Holy Spirit. I'm not running my own life. I really honor the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I honor the anointing. When the anointing of God moves in the church, He moves and touches people. Or when 
your pastor or your teacher or your leader is teaching you under the anointing of God, you should honor the anointing upon his or her life. You should not make face of looking down or have a bad attitude against the anointing in the church, in the ministry, and on God's servant. So be careful. Don't insult the Holy Spirit. People can grieve the Holy Spirit by lying to Him as well. There is a story in the Bible of a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. They had sold a piece of property and pretended that they gave the entire amount to the Lord or to the church, when in fact they had only given part to Him. Look at Acts chapter five. Verses three to five and nine to ten. Then Peter said to Ananias, "How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit?" Actually, Ananias was lying to the apostle, to the leader of the Jerusalem church. But for God, He considered that He lied to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was in the life of the apostle, and have kept for yourself. Some of the money you received from the land, verse four, then it belonged to you before it was sold, and after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. Verse nine, Peter said to her, to Sapphira, the wife, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who bury your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carry her out and bury her beside her husband. The Holy Spirit is a person. This couple lied to the. Leaders of the church, they lie to the church, but God consider they lie to God. They lie to the Holy Spirit, and God took this seriously. They lost their life. The Holy Spirit can be lied to. However, we should remember that the Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity, and you should not lie to Him at all. As a believer, we should speak the truth in love, and we should not try to deceive God. You can deceive people; people may not know, but you cannot lie to God. God knows every single thing in your heart, in your action, even the things that you did behind the scene, behind the curtain, and no one else knew. He knows everything. So that is the second way that people grieve the Holy Spirit: insulting, lying. What is the third one? People can blaspheme. The Holy Spirit, by talking about Him in a way that does not show respect to Him, blaspheme. What does it mean? Blaspheme means to talk down on the Almighty God or to despise the Almighty God, specifically to God. There have been much discussion concerning the unpardonable sin, and that sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 12, verses 31 to 32, and so I tell you, this is the words from the mouth of Jesus Christ. And so I tell you, 
every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age and in the age to come. Mark chapter 3 verse 29. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. Oh, this is serious. The above verses from the book of Matthew and the book of Mark talk about an unpardonable sin, which means to willfully say that the miracles and the wonderful things that happen through the ministry of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit was the work of Satan. In other words, those religious people say that the healing, the deliverance, and the miracle that Jesus performed in that generation were performed by Satan. This is an example of blasphemy. What is the blasphemy? Those people who talk against Jesus. Actually, they did not talk against Jesus. They talk against the Holy Spirit who performed miracles to Jesus Christ. They speak carelessly, falsely, and insultingly about God and the holy things of God. They did it as a willful act and not as an accidental mistake. So when you go to church and you see the work of the Holy Spirit, He manifests Himself. People got delivered from demons. People got healed. God is moving. People fall under the power of God. People laugh in the Holy Spirit. People cry and repent. Please don't say that this is the work of the devil. You have to be careful. You should not say anything and you should respect the work of the Holy Spirit. As a pastor, I am able to discern and differentiate between the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of demon. Therefore, when I see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, I show respect and honor to Him. And I will not say that that is the work of demons or Satan. On the other hand, sometimes people can ignorantly say that the Holy Spirit is not there and is the work of the flesh or the work of Satan. One of the examples is Paul himself, the great apostle. Paul's rejection of Christ and his persecution of the church was accidental as opposed to willful. He was ignorant. He did not mean it. He did not try to come against the Holy Spirit or against Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Paul experienced full forgiveness for his unintentional sin and became one of the greatest apostles in history of the church because he did not really mean it to accuse or blaspheme the work of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes people have bad attitudes. They really willfully 
despise the work of the Holy Spirit. You have to be very careful. Not only that, people can resist the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 7, verse 51, you stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. In this part, Stephen was not talking to the born-again Christians in the New Testament generation, but he was talking to those who are outwardly religious and were actually rebellious within their hearts against the gospel and against Jesus Christ. They really resisted the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit in that generation. Continual resistance of the Holy Spirit will silence the voice of God. Zechariah chapter 7, 11 to 13. But they refused to pay attention stubbornly. They turned their backs and stopped up their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law, to the words that the Lord Almighty has sent by the Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, say the Lord Almighty. We need to choose between obeying the Holy Spirit and follow Him. Or we're going to say, I'm going to resist what you say. I don't want to obey the words of the Holy Spirit. I come against His advice, His words, His truth. You have two choices. If you keep obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son are going to dwell with you. You're going to live in the glory. You're going to live in His presence. And the blessing of Abraham will come upon you. But if you resist the Holy Spirit, like those Israelites in the Old Testament, they deliberately ignore the voice or the words of the Holy Spirit. Wow, they were in a dangerous situation because they refused to accept the words of the Holy Spirit. And we should not do that like them because if we keep resisting the voice of the Holy Spirit, we can come to a place where He can also start ignoring our prayer and our words. Those who resist the Holy Spirit must realize that God has given this sober warning in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 3. In that generation of Noah, people around the world were wicked and they refused to listen to the warning of God. And eventually God said, My spirit will not contend with man forever. That's what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. God is long-suffering. He is a forgiving God. He's low to anger and he doesn't want to punish anybody easily. But eventually, he allowed the flood to come into the earth. People died in that generation except the family of Noah, who was a blameless man, who was a man who feared the Lord. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1, a man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. My dear brothers and sisters, 
even though God is long suffering, but there is a limit to His dealings with man's sin. If man doesn't stop sinning, doesn't stop resisting the warning words of the Holy Spirit, eventually destruction and calamity will come to him. Amen. One more thing that I want to talk about: how to grieve and how to really. Come against the Holy Spirit is that we can quench the Holy Spirit. Why the Bible use the word quench? Because the Holy Spirit is compared to water, to rain, to wind, to new wine, and to fire. He is the fire of God that gives us power and energy to serve. The fire of God comes into our life to burn the junk out of us, so that He can purify us. The world or the unbeliever resists the Holy Spirit, but believers can actually quench the fire of God or quench the Holy Spirit. In First Thessalonians chapter five verse nineteen, do not put out or quench the Spirit fire. The Apostle Paul was not talking to sinners in this scripture, but to the believers in verse twelve here. Paul instructed. The believers to be in God's will in First Thessalonians chapter five, twelve to eighteen. Then he said, "Quench not the Holy Spirit." There's a great difference between resisting and quenching. An unbeliever or stiff-necked people resist the voice of the Holy Spirit by rejecting the message of the gospel and refusing to allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life. But the child of God. Who has the Holy Spirit on the inside, however, can quench the flame of the Holy Spirit that has started to burn by rejecting to surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit. Believers can deny the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to bless, to touch, to sanctify, to purify their life, and the believer can run away from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Quench the move of God, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have to be careful. We should not quench the move of the Holy Spirit or the fire of God. We should surrender. We should run into the fire. We should run into the touch of God. Sometime in the public meeting, some people can come up with the manifestation of their fleshly idea, fleshly thing, and they. Cause a lot of chaos in a meeting, and they try to call attention to themselves. They are fleshly, so they try to quench the move of the Holy Spirit. If we really quench the Holy Spirit, He will not fight with us, but He will leave with grief. If He is quenched, He will quietly depart. He is a lovely person. Many times people grieve Him by quenching. What he is doing in this lesson today, we learn a few things how Christians and non-believers really grieve the Holy Spirit. Number one, believers can insult the Holy Spirit. Number two, they can lie to the Holy Spirit. Number three, they can blaspheme the work of the Holy Spirit. That that works or that miracle come from Satan, and. Come from man, or we can grieve the Holy Spirit by resisting Him. 
we can also quench the fire of God in our life and in the meeting as well. I pray that you don't do these things that we learned today. I believe that from now on, you're going to surrender to the Holy Spirit. You're hungry and thirsty for the Holy Spirit. You honor the Holy Spirit. You walk with the Spirit. You live in the Spirit, and you shall be a spiritual Christian. And I believe that you are those kind of believers in this generation. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. Let us pray, Father. Thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us about the work of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, all of us will be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and we can walk with the Holy Spirit 24/7, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us, giving us experience as well, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. Thank you.